Hi, welcome to Multiply Your Money. Uh, This is a podcast for professionals to find out how to manage their money, spend less, get out of debt, save more, and ultimately multiply your money. On the last podcast, I started to talk about investing. And the thing that I'm conscious about is the fact that I'm throwing information out there rapidly and a lot of times I'm drawing on uh, information that was in my book, The Money Chimp. And so what I'll do when I'm preparing the podcast is I'll read the section uh, that I want to talk about and then record the segment and put it out there. And sometimes what happens is um, I will read the section and not elaborate much, and there's a sense that I'm just rushing through it and just giving you more information, okay? So occasionally what I try and do is I try and slow down in depth what's just been put out there so that it doesn't feel like I'm just dumping information on you, but I'm actually engaging with you. That's what I'm trying to do. So I started talking about investing and I mentioned that uh, there's four ways that I consider to be good investments. And, and the purpose of an investment goes back to the three principles I talked about right at the very start of these podcasts. Number one is to uh, uh, spend less than you earn. Um, the other was save for the future. And the third was to make money, make more money. And so investing is one of those strategies that makes your money make more money. In fact, it multiplies your money. So the four main investment strategies are property, shares, cash and business. And those strategies are hard to do if you don't have any savings. Um, And I told you the example about how in the 1980s I bought a house. Well, that little house was a little terrace house on a very busy street. And there was a lot of work that needed doing to it. In fact, when I had a walk through the house, um, the floorboards were rotting in the kitchen and doors were sagging and uh, it needed paint and needed a lot of work done to it. But it was $18,000, which in my mind was a lot of money, $18,000. But I'd saved up 7000 so I had a deposit, and then I nervously bit the bullet and borrowed 11000 to make that purchase. Um, what I didn't realise is that um, I needed to come up with another $12,000 to fix up the property. So in all, the, the investment was 30000 And... I can't tell you, for a young man, that was a really scary proposition, you know, because I'm thinking um, uh, everything I'm going to do, I'm going to try and do myself and I'm going to try and do it on a bootstrap. Um, And the very first thing that happened was I had a builder come through and he said, looked at the house, he said, the front of the house is okay, but everything from the kitchen back has got to go. And... Basically, that meant demolishing almost half the house and um, taking down a fireplace and 
removing a chimney, all sorts of things. And then it meant building frames and new stumps and new new foundations and eventually reconstructing uh, the kitchen. And the one way that we got around it was to actually pour a slab, a concrete slab, and then build on that. And at the time, I was panicking because I, all I could see was money going out, just out, 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 all the time. But... Um, I ended up doing most of the renovation work myself. Um, over a four-year period, I got really good at plastering. Uh, I learned how to paint. I learned how to fix electrics. I learned how to do plumbing. I learned how to do tiling and grouting. I learned how to place gra uh, replace glass in glass doors. I learned how to strip back timber back to its natural wood and to finish it and wax it. And I learned a whole bunch of other handyman skills that I've used ever since. So nothing was lost. Um, but I had a young family and at that time we realised that we were outgrowing that little place. And so we advertised at home and we went looking for something else. And so the house got listed for 65000 and sold and I was absolutely stunned at just how quickly that took place and we went on to buy another home for $90,000 which was just I could not believe that anyone could spend $90,000 on a house but it was a similar sort of story where we did renovations and improved the property and again sold that one for about 151000 now the point of my story is not to say invest in property um, because investing in property is not for everybody I could say in my case that property's always been really good to me um, and it has I don't that's no guarantee it'll be good for everybody but in my case it was a really good move to invest in property and, and to renovate and build homes and I've always done well out of that um, but it's always been hard work you know I've done a lot of renovating and you know, there's times when you want to go out, but you've just got to get on the paintbrushes or you've got to do more sanding or you've got to clean doors up or whatever it was. But in each case, each house we bought, we turned into a lovely home and property's been good. Um, financially, it's been good because each property has gone on to a bigger and better one and a nice home. So in 2007, for example, I had over $2 million worth of property, um, which was absolutely marvellous. And these were beautifully uh, brand new homes, very spacious and just lifestyle homes. So understand it didn't happen all instantly. It happened over time. But in this case, real estate's always been good. So that's why I'm a big fan of saving. Property, I believe I still advocate people to try and get on the property ladder if they can because that starts a nice little journey, a little equity journey. Anyway, just thought I'd share that with you. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, other forms of investment in later podcasts, but I just wanted to double back and give you the story of that little investment. Hope that helps.